pitch for day two. The last time we had a virtual reality startup on the show was four years ago. You know why? Because nothing big has happened in VR since then. Well, besides Facebook prematurely rebranding as Meta, we all know how that went. VR has been on the cusp of its big moment for a decade. But maybe that big moment is finally here. A week before this pitch, Apple announced the Vision Pro, which could finally catapult this technology from the fringe to the mainstream. Big tech and VCs alike, they're all looking for the killer use case for VR. And today's founder thinks he's discovered it. Can he convince the investors that it's finally time to immerse themselves in VR? Or will they be virtually uninterested in making this vision a reality? I'm Josh Muccio, welcome to The Pitch, where real entrepreneurs pitch real investors for real money. Hi, I'm Paige Fendorti, founding partner behind Genius Ventures. Hey, I'm Neil Bloom, managing partner at Analog Capital. Hi, I'm Elizabeth Yin, general partner at Hustle Fund. I'm Mark Phillips, founder of 11 Tribes Ventures. Hi, I'm Charles Hudson, managing partner at Precursor Ventures. The pitch for Wist is coming up after this. And if you want to watch the video of this pitch, go to pitch.show slash YouTube. Episodes premiere on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern. This episode of The Pitch is brought to you exclusively by State Farm. If you're a small business owner, you know that it isn't just your business, it's your life. And whatever your business might be, you want someone who understands. That's where State Farm Small Business Insurance comes in. State Farm agents are small business owners themselves, living and working in your community. That means they know what it takes to help you personalize your policies for your small business needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Here we hey, go. Hello. Hello. Welcome. Good morning. Or do we just... You can do it. If you, you want, want. Whatever, whatever you want. want. Hey, I'm Andrew. Yeah. Great to meet you. Hi, Andrew. Yeah. Elizabeth. Andrew. Nice Andrew. to meet you. I'm Mark. Hey, Charles. Nice to meet you, Andrew. I'm Andrew still, and we are building an app that lets you step back inside your memories. I'm a new father, and so every day I'm just reminded just how important our moments are to us, that memories are our most valuable possessions. And so that's why we're creating Wist. With Wist, you still take the video to try to remember the moment, but you don't watch it again. You step back inside it using AR and VR across mobile and headsets. So we are starting with immersive memories. We're building out sharing and multiplayer, and then building out the ability to upconvert any existing capture into our format. And then all of that sets us up really well to offer APIs and SDKs for other developers coming into the spatial computing space. Both my co-founder and I, we have years of ARVR experience. I used to lead an ARVR design and development group at Samsung. Uh, and yeah, our wait list right now, we're like just, just under 11,000. And that's over the last few months. Beta is shipping on iOS, Quest, and soon Apple Vision Pro. Mm -hmm. So today, hoping to close our $1.2 million round led by Long Journey Ventures mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. to bring immersive memories to my son and everyone else. I would love to try it. Go. Yeah, Is that okay? Yeah. Do it. Please. Do it. Um, have you used a MetaQuest before? No, I um, haven't. Cool. I don't have So you one. should just be able to put it up. And if you look to your left, um, you should see my son's first ultrasound. Wow. It's like fully 
uh, volumetric, so you can walk around it, you can walk up to it, just like she might be like in the actual oh room. Oh gosh, um, am I looking at your wife? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's my wife. Huh. Whoa, cool. Oh, first laugh. I, oh, he- I hear someone. There's your baby. There's. <laughs> she found her son. <laughs> yeah, there's. Oh. Oh, that's cute. That's yeah. adorable. Yeah, yeah, and this was like uh, the first time we were able to get them to laugh too, and so it's yeah, it's just a, a really special okay, moment. Okay, wow. Yeah. That's fascinating. What did you, you use guys? to capture the videos? All captured on iPhone mm-hmm. on, on Pro Model iPhones. So, so you just literally took this video with your yep. phone. Yeah. So right now we do use the lidar sensor on the uh, iPhones, and so that's what mm. allows us to capture oh. today. Wow. So Elizabeth, is it immersive? Do you feel like you're in the room? Or is it still maybe two-dimensional is how I would describe it? You definitely feel like it's immersive. Yeah. Like I felt like I was standing right next to his wife while she was getting her ultrasound done. <laughs> okay. it, it was a little bit grainy, to be yep. fair, yep. but you feel like you are there. Cool. For the graininess, I guess, with the advancements in AI, like, do you think down the road it could be more smoothed over, if you will? Oh, like, yeah, it, absolutely. So there's like low-hanging fruit that we're tackling right now. Um, and then throughout this year, we're working on uh, continual rendering improvements. But then there's also just artistic effects that make it feel a little bit more like people have seen in like Black Mirror or Harry Potter or Minority Report. Can you unpack the tech for a little bit? So you take these videos totally. that were recorded on an iPhone. Yep. What makes Wist yeah. unique in the ways that you're uploading it to the VR platform? We encode the uh, color data we get from one camera. We encode the depth data from another camera. We do a little bit of post-processing um, just to package it up better mm-hmm. for playback. And then, yeah, it's uploaded into our backend. Basically, it's like instant. Like, like if I capture something now, it's on, on the headset. But yeah, I can just capture, capture it with a native camera? Or do uh, I have to capture no, it with No, not right now. Okay. Yeah. Do you yeah. see that changing? So I grabbed a video of my son with just the iPhone camera. Right. And then I can upload that to the Wist app. Yeah, yeah, can yeah. Can you get so, there? So that's, that's our expectation for the end of the year is uh, okay. to be able to ingest any existing 2D media. Um, and that's everything from something you've captured recently to childhood videos. I mean, is there a day that'll come where, hey, I've got this old VHS. I mean, we've all had that problem with our right. parents, so, right? Yeah, so <laughs> one of the prototypes we did is a... Uh, moment of my grandmother reading to me when I was a toddler. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's like rough in part because it was a prototype, in part because yeah, I was like on a VHS. Mm. But um, yeah, that's, that's possible. Yeah, you'll get yeah. there. Yeah, interesting. What is the business model that you're envisioning? So that I think is a little bit open. So our expectation right now is on the consumer side that we will go for subscription. Mm-hmm. And then I think on the API and SDK side, eventually when we're offering that to developers, that'll just be a uh, like paid per use. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is there more to the app that pulls this out of you that kind of reminds you to film mm-hmm. or anything like that? And I kind of ask because there's a startup actually here in San Diego called Keepsake. Keepsake? Where yeah. every day they text you Keepsake. during okay, the yeah. pregnancy. Uh, with a Q. Yeah, yeah, okay. And every day they text you and they ask you a question. It's like, did you hear a kick? And it continues yeah. on after birth and you can send in a photo, right? You can text yeah. back the yeah. photo. So I was curious just how you're thinking about, you know, it, it's hard yeah. to kind of remember to capture these memories it definitely, in the moment. Yeah, I mean, I think the, the way we're thinking about it is like there are some like interactions that we would be interested in exploring, kind of like a, a prompt, but I think also our, our initial base is just like, these are the captures you're already, like you're already taking out your phone, you're already capturing. And so it's, instead of doing that in the native camera, it's in the West camera. Um, and one way we also reduce switching cost is we automatically export a 2D capture into your camera roll. Mm. Yep. And then if you view it in West, oh, that's but you're good. physically there again. 
The timing of this pitch is relevant, given the news. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I think we should, it's probably totally. the hippo in the room. Um, <laughs> so can you talk to us about what your perspective is on the Apple headset yeah. and what yeah, that yeah. means for the industry? Yeah, it's like amazing. I think that personally it has been so validating, like specifically for WIS, Apple thinks that spatial memories are so important that they added a hardware button. I think that WIST still stands differentiated, though, because we are on your phone, we're on the Apple headset, we're on the Quest headset, we're on like any device. Mm -hmm. Because in a really dark sense, like you don't want the last moments of grandma stuck on a, a single platform. Mm. Um, and the, the Apple device is going to be out of most people's price range. Also, capturing with the headset is really awkward. We're just like, take a video and then you're done. Like you're there. It's extremely easy to use. So on that point, actually, that is probably something I think a lot about and sort of yeah. worry a bit about. Like the Apple price point is really high, so that will limit, you know, at least initial sales for right. them. And then certainly that for other reasons, VR headset adoption has been mm -hmm. disappointing. Sure. Given that you are reliant kind of upon people having headsets yeah. to be able to enjoy this, like how do you think about that? Because you're beholden to mm. the headset market. So in some ways, I don't care what else you use your VR headset for. If you have it, then like you can use West. And there's something around like tens of uh, tens of millions of quests are out there. And so even if that's on a shelf today, you can charge it up and West is ready to go. So mm -hmm. like it's not like we have to wait for that mm -hmm. to roll out. We sure. just have to have you plug it in. Uh-huh. Andrew, I'm curious your why for the business. Yeah. You, sounds like you're doing great at Samsung. Yeah. And yeah. now you've got a child. So there's added layers of stress uh, totally. in being an entrepreneur. But yeah. what was the inspiration for you to start the business? It comes from like a lot of places, really. You know, in middle school, my grandmother died, um, and eventually, I realized that like the new people that I was meeting, um, like my wife, mm. like she's never going to be able to like really meet her. My why is like, yeah, is that memories are just like our, our most important thing at the yeah. end of the day, and sure. that this is an opportunity, unlike any other, to like build an app that. Yeah, just like deeply resonates with people. It's not mm. it's not something that's throwaway. Mm. This is like you. Sure. And thinking like a little bit longer term too. Like my son will be able to go back into all of these same captures and like see his parents be a lot younger and see himself be like a <laughs> tiny little bean. It's wild. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Yeah. Technology that makes us more human, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Do you have a sense of the overlap between um headset ownership and your target audience? Are they are they in that sweet spot of people who are likely to have devices already? We're just like relying on our waitlist numbers. And so mm -hmm. um, if I remember off the top of my head, I think there's about like 20, 20 to 40% of them have um, both an iPhone and one of the supported Quest headsets. Okay. You mentioned that you were doing the beta testing. Can you walk us yeah. through kind of like what that groups looks like and mm -hmm. what questions that you're trying to answer through that beta testing? In our last release, we rolled out to 100 users. I think right now we have about 71 who went through the actual like sign-up process. Um, those numbers are a little bit uh, separated from each other because some of those people came in before the thing. But yeah, it's like wait, what do you mean by that? Sorry, sorry. So uh, yeah, so basically, like we have 71 people who have gone through the entire sign-up process and like entered their data and they like created an account. So you have 71 people who have entirely signed up. Yes. Are they all actively using your products right now? Uh, I, I don't think we entirely know. We're still like working on the analytics reporting. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you can tell maybe like how many have uploaded one video versus not even gotten to Absolutely. that Absolutely. The data is there. We just like have yeah, to yeah. like make Google Analytics tell us. 
think I'm out on this one. Consumers, about half of what we do at Precursor. Yeah. The one thing I keep coming back to is the most successful consumer experiences we've invested in have relatively low friction to yeah. try and experiment with them. And I don't think this is a shortcoming of like your approach. I think just looking at where headset technology is and where capture technology is, I just worry that there's too much friction mm. to really get a large number of people into the experience. And I think you're going to need a large number of people in the experience to make the consumer subscription piece work. So that's where I landed, but yeah. um, the experience looked pretty magical. I just hope more people get a chance to, to have yeah, it. Definitely, and totally respect mm -hmm. that. And I think like it was very important to us that it feels as easy as taking a video. Mm -hmm. um, and, that's, and that's where we are. Yeah. I think to bounce off what Charles said, I think the dependency on headsets is tough, especially as Apple has come out um, with their headset. And I feel like they've definitely been big on like spatial sound and mm -hmm. photos. And so um, I'm out because I think that Apple will start like working on this in a really meaningful way mm. in the next like five years. Sure. I think like the way we think about that is that, um, yeah, like we're accessible on every platform and click yeah. apples yeah. yeah um not yeah. yeah yeah definitely cool thank you yeah i'm i'm also out and i think for me um i think we've all now learned how to capture moments right we've got almost too many photos it's everything else that i don't think you you've, it doesn't sound like you've really started to work on or even thought about mm. you're still focused on capture and show but everyone else is focused on how do i capture something and remember to capture it now and i just don't see a focus there sure. uh, at all so cool. Appreciate it. I'm going to be out on this one as well. I think Neil's point are uh, pertinent here. I think usage is just going to be really important. Absolutely. Um, I would encourage you to start doing as much as you can to be tracking even those 70 people. Yep. Right? How often totally. are they capturing and then how often are they using? Yeah. I think the idea of using technology to make us feel more connected to each other, to our family, to the people in the past is beautiful. Yeah. So I want to encourage you in that mission and journey. I hope you continue to build this. Just need to see a little bit more around, well, how often do people want to have that experience of going back and visiting grandma, so to speak. So yeah. really awesome mission uh, rooting for you, but it's going to be a pass. Okay, cool. Yeah, thank you. Tell us a bit about your round. What are the terms? 1.2 million on a 10 post. And how much of that is accounted for? Uh, we have 342 remaining, so 858, eight, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's good math. Right now, who is on your team besides you and your co-founder? Do you have other people, or is it no, just, it's the, just, us. just the two of you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah and, and honestly, yeah, like the round is to start start staffing yeah. up. I expect to actually start the hiring process next week, so like nice. writing out job descriptions and, and reaching out to people. Expect to hire two uh, early on, and then probably a third before the end of the year. When did you start the business? We started it in June of 2022, last year. Uh -huh. um, when I left Samsung, I like, yeah, spent months just prototyping different spatial memory ideas, built up the first alphas myself, and then, yeah, met my co-founder, then incorporated. Okay, got it. Um, hmm. I'm in for 50K Perfect. in this round. I would echo some things here, though. I think that it is very understandable, it's just the two of you, that you don't have answers to a lot of things. But the one thing, actually, I do think you should have an answer to is of the 71 people, what oh, are they absolutely. doing? Yeah. I think yeah. it's really important to have that 
I mean, you had the info, so you, right, but yeah, that yeah. dedication captured, to like, having the tracking yeah, and yeah. monitoring the tracking because you are an app that is contingent upon how people use this. Yep, absolutely, yeah. So yeah. that's what I would encourage you to do as like a top priority. Yep, totally. you, you can't improve what you're not measuring. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Go Elizabeth. Go Elizabeth. Yeah. What, what? I'm so excited to have you. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank that's you. Great. Thank you. It's good to be here. Yeah, good job. Thank you. Very fascinating. It is. <laughs> What's the thing that really intrigues you? I do think now is the time for VR stuff. I didn't think that for many years. But I do think, although the Apple headset is really expensive, I think the price is going to come down pretty yeah. dramatically pretty quickly. And I do actually think that this immersive thing, if everyone can get headsets or whatever, is the future of that. Mm -hmm. Maybe we should have all done the demo. Because you're the only one <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. did. That's good. Uh, That's good. <laughs> Yeah, I actually was recently thinking I wish I could, you know, uh, I don't know, have like a virtual world where I could go back into some of these memories mm -hmm. and, you know, chit chat with my grandmother or whatever. Mm -hmm. I mean, because you can, the pieces are there, right? Yeah. You can create these virtual worlds based off of like so many pictures and videos of her mm -hmm. and her voice. And now you can add AI to basically create stuff she would say. Mm -hmm. <laughs> And we have, it's a little uncanny. Had, I was having a discussion with someone about like how much of a percentage of the time in your mind you spend like in the future, the past, the present. I feel like for me, I spend like 75% of my time like in the future mm -hmm. and then like maybe like 20% of the present, like a very small amount in the past. And I don't know if that like changes as mm -hmm. I get older because uh, I journal like constantly, but the times where I go back and like look through it aren't that often. Mm -hmm. For me, that definitely has changed. So I journaled every week through high school. I've never read anything mm. since then. But my kids are old enough now mm. such that I feel like I'm at this point where I'm past the hard parts, but then I see them growing up so fast and then it's like, it's almost over. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, I didn't watch any of the videos of them when they were a baby for years or anything like that. But more recently it's like, wow, they're almost out. Yeah. Mm. So now I do watch those videos. <laughs> like yeah. I'm, I'm the yeah. exact target demographic yeah, for him. Awesome. This is like not what I was expecting at all. Like, <laughs> I, I couldn't like you. Obviously, you were asking questions and you seemed interested, but I don't like watching. I'm not even entirely sure why you invested, and particularly at these terms. I thought that you wouldn't be interested in this deal at all. I was thinking this would be a Charles or a Page deal. <laughs> Yeah, I think I see certain deals as partly a way to get my foot in the door and learn because I think this space is going to be very interesting. I think he has some very interesting tech and I want to see, like, he, he doesn't have answers to, like, a yeah. lot of questions. Yeah. But I want, I, yeah. for 50K, it's worth seeing where this goes. That's interesting. <laughs> okay. And the long journey people are, that's like a professional, well-run mm -hmm venture outfit who do you think buys this that's not something i usually think about you don't think about the exit i'm with elizabeth most of the companies we've sold with a few exceptions the buyer was not mm. anticipated or known at the time yeah. of the investment i mean facebook could buy this right like they're trying to go into these virtual world things mm -hmm. right this is a stepping stone mm -hmm. into a true virtual world yeah all right, cool. Hopefully awesome. lunch is here. That was great. Right. Cool. Thanks, man. Sweet. Yeah, thank, thank you. you.
Elizabeth's on a roll. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> That was a pitch to remember. Andrew got a $50,000 commitment from Elizabeth Yin at Hustle Fund. When we come back, how do you diligence a deal when there isn't a business yet? The Pitch Fund has a mild existential crisis after this. This episode of The Pitch is brought to you exclusively by State Farm. We talk to a lot of entrepreneurs on the show, and one thread that connects them all, they're not just pitching their business, they're pitching themselves. Because small business owners know that their business is more than just a company, it's their whole life. And State Farm gets that. State Farm agents are small business owners too, and they know what it takes. They can help you choose personalized policies that fit your budget. That's the personal touch. That's small business insurance from State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Welcome back to the future. After the show, Elizabeth Yin started digging into the business. Except in this case, there wasn't much to dig into yet. There's just a private app with 71 beta users. So instead of cracking open the books, Elizabeth cracked open the headset. One of the big things she wanted to do for diligence on her side was actually try out the app, which makes sense. Of course. Unfortunately, she did not have one of our supported phones. So right now we're only on pro model iPhones. I know famously, like, I think she's still on like an iPhone 4 or like 6 or it's like, it's old. And she loves that thing. Like, she, <laughs> she swears by it. Right, yeah. Yeah, and we'll like, we'll get there one day. And so she had to like, borrow a friend's phone and and use that and set up an account for them. Uh, she went out and did some captures with her friend. And then she was like, okay, cool. I'm like ready to try the, the headset side. Right. And so we issued an invite. It never got to her. So we like uninvited her and re-invited her to try to like re-trigger that email. And that didn't work. And so I like basically made this like special release channel just for her okay. um, so that she could she could try the app. And then I think she I think she maybe had like ran into like a headset update or something. She ran into like one more thing. Okay. And then we got the email and she was like, I'm gonna bow out. What? It's just like a little bit too hard for me to get in right now. And that was I think a bad signal for her that we might have like an onboarding issue. Oh my gosh. Cause like her concern even in the pitch room was like what's the data on usage? And then she goes to use the app and she can't figure out Has how to time. use the right. app. Yeah, which looks like super bad on our side. But at the same time, it's outside of your control. This is Facebook's product totally. that didn't right. properly send the beta user invite to her email. Yeah, and one side it's out of our control. And on the other side, like we should do everything we can to just make it work regardless. I mean, how did that feel to have like- Oh, terrible. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, all of it's terrible. It's like, I think I think she was like a really good candidate to come in, um, both from her experience and she was the person in the room to try it. The hardest thing during our raise was reaching out to people over video calls and just being like, hey, this video, it is way more impactful if you're in the app and trying it. Mm -hmm. Okay, so Elizabeth Yin was out. And as you may know, the Pitch Fund typically invests alongside the VCs on our show, so in our minds, the deal was off for us too, until. I have been searching for the killer use case for AR for a long time. 
That's Cyan Bannister, general partner at Long Journey Ventures. She's a bit of a legend in the Valley, having invested in companies like Postmates, ClassPass, Uber, SpaceX, Pokemon Go. And now she's the lead investor in Wist. So before writing off this deal entirely, Lisa and I figured it was worth hopping on a call with Cyan. Start at the beginning with Andrew's deal and with Wist. Like, how did you guys uh, meet Andrew? We found him on Twitter. And it was because a bunch of people started sending me uh, videos of his demo. Oh, mm-hmm. And they said, um, have you seen this? And, you know, often I've asked mothers, if there was one thing that you could grab out of the house if the house was on fire, what would you grab? And it's pretty much the photo book. I've seen people lose it when they've lost photographs. And, you know, right now I have one audio recording of my grandmother and it is a voicemail that she left me. And that's all I have. And I go back and listen to it over and over again and I'm filled with regret that I didn't record her or interview her in time. And I think that if I could go back and see her sitting on a couch and relive a memory with her, wouldn't that be profound? And so that's where I think what he's doing is incredibly special. That's why I'm so bullish. You know, I really do think that in the end, that's what's really going to matter to people is the real connectivity they had with real human beings and wanting to relive those moments and experience them again. Yeah. I mean, I think it is telling that as he's releasing these videos, they're going viral. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. People think it's crazy what this technology can do. It is crazy. You brought me to tears, Sam. (laughs) Just talking about your grandmother. (laughs) I love my grandmother. Mine is getting very old and confused right now. And so I think it just like hit home for me. Like, I think the time is coming and I've done the videos and I've done all this stuff. But even just the fact that I'm crying right now is like a testament to how powerful those memories are and that I think people will pay for that. Yeah. I spent two and a half years turning over every stone in AR, trying to find every investable opportunity I could find. And there just wasn't any. You know, there were a few really interesting goes at industrial uses, things like repairing tractors, educational things that I saw that were interesting. But this one is the one that really hit me from a sentimental standpoint where I was like, you know, you would have to pry this from my dead hand, (laughs) you know, and there's just something really powerful about that. I would pay any amount of money to be able to relive some of the moments that I had with, you know, my grandmother. And I do think it helps us process loss and grief. And I would love for my children to be able to see her. I have no way of, other than through my stories, of telling them what a woman she was like. Yeah. How cool would it be if many generations could feel it? If I can capture this and it ends up on Ancestry someday, and someone can really understand who this person was in history. So I think what he's doing is incredibly important, and it it comes from a really earnest, honest place. He had a child... And he started recording videos of his child and started realizing, I want more than this. So that's the other thing I look for is when founders, 
what is their calling? What happened? What brought them to this problem in the first place? And is it from a genuine place? Or is it just to make a quick buck? And so I feel like this is his life's calling right now. Hmm. If he executes well and if the timing's right and all of the pieces are lined up just right, you know, he's well positioned to have the killer app for AR. Like, I can't think of a better one, to be honest with you. I have to say, going into that call, we were pretty sure we would not be investing in WIST. But after the call, we started to wonder if this really could be the killer use case for VR. But how could we know for sure if we hadn't tried it ourselves? So I got together everything I needed, a pro model iPhone, the Quest 2 headset, and my gaggle of children. I fired up the WIST beta on my iPhone, captured a few memories of my kiddos, and then I ran into a familiar problem. I couldn't figure out how to get it working on my Oculus Quest, or MetaQuest, or whatever they call it these days. Can you help me get it running right now? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) It's the top level of tech support. Can you describe what you're seeing right now? My app library. Oh, look. There's Wist. Sweet. <laughs> that was easy. What the heck? Earlier, it wasn't there. <laughs> it's there. Install Wist. Yeah. Okay, sign in. Oh, there's a baby. Yeah. So is that your baby? Yeah. Oh, he turns one today also. <laughs> what? Okay, we're up and running. Here are my memories. Um, I selected the memory of my youngest daughter chasing me the night before. Oh my gosh. Okay, yeah, she's coming towards me now. Ah! Okay, so yeah, it's really interesting. You can you can really see where the holes are, depending on what perspective you're looking at. Right, where the camera like couldn't see some parts of it. Yeah, can I just say this is a whole different experience versus viewing it on the phone. Like viewing it on the phone, mm-hmm. I don't think that's better than just viewing a normal video. Yeah, that this is something else entirely. Did experiencing the memories in the headset mm-hmm. change how you feel about investing? Does it like move the needle for you one way or the other? So my initial reaction was like, oh, this isn't as exciting as I expected it to be. Oh. And honestly, my, my expectations were low going into it because I, I what I captured it was just an average everyday moment. Like it wasn't, it wasn't. Those are good moments. <laughs> You're right. Okay. Can you help me? Cause I need to, I think I need to live in the future and I'm yeah. stuck right now. Come along. <laughs> what does this look like two years from now? I put on my, my headset. Can you paint a picture of what this looks like? Yeah. I would think about it like, you are just living your life and your kids do something and you take out your phone and capture a moment, just like you always capture, except it's in Wist. And then you put on a headset, it's already there. You are back in the moment as though, or as close as possible to that time that you were there. Also, like our initial hypothesis is that this is about spatial memories, that that's the like critical foot in the door kind of thing. 
But we like build up all of this tech that's hard to piece together, and then we can open that up to other developers to include in their own apps for volumetric capture, especially if we can get to that place where it's give us any 2D content and we'll give you back something lifelike. Yeah, yeah. That could be really powerful if you can get the technology working. Right. I'll tell you why this is so hard for us. Mm -hmm. We are brand new fund managers. <laughs> yeah. Yay, yay, yay for us. Um, <laughs> I mean, also, congrats. Like, you've done a lot of work to, to get there. Like, <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. Um, we've never evaluated an opportunity like this before, where we're investing truly in technology. We're not really investing in a business yet. Like, yeah. there's not yes. enough yeah. to evaluate on the business side. Right. So all we can evaluate is the technology. If I'm criticizing what it looks like right now, there's a lot to criticize. Mm -hmm. in the product itself, yep, right? Like it's buggy and it's early. But I think as I'm connecting the dots in my head and realizing how much AI and, and some of the advancements there could fill in all of those gaps to make these immersive experiences actually feel truly immersive. Like I feel like right now it's on the edge of immersive. But like when you think about it, like this is raw data and you haven't even applied some of these other technologies to it yet. Right. It actually gets me really excited because then it's like, this could actually feel like a re like I'm really in the room with this person and I'm really in this memory. Yeah. And that is really compelling. I don't think we can come to a decision on this call. Sure. Uh, yeah. Unless Lisa, you, what you, you want to come to a decision <laughs> yeah, yeah. on this Lisa, call? Lisa, what are you thinking? <laughs> I don't know. Do you want me to say what I'm thinking? I'm supposed to be on another call right now. Like, I need to go. <laughs> what are you thinking? You should drop the mic and then go. I think we should invest in WIST. Why? This is the point of venture capital and investing at Precy. Like, it's to invest in technology. We're not going to know. This is the moonshot pitch. And I think those are the pitches that you have to make the bets on. And it's there's no way to de-risk it. There's no way to analyze the business. We're not analyzing a business. <laughs> We're analyzing a team. So I feel like what else can we have as a yes? Like what other boxes do you check? No, it's interesting because it really takes us back to our fund and what is the thesis of our fund? Are we making moonshot bets or are we only investing in businesses that like really show a predictable path to profitability, revenues, high selling multiples, all of that. And this is one where you're like, yeah, I don't know, but uh, the technology is really cool. We think it's going to change the world. We want to be part of it. <laughs> so uh, is our fund something that invests in both of those things? Or are we? Oh, do we just invest in the safer investments where it's very... No, there's no safe investment. Uh, I, know, I know. I know what Wait, you're saying. I know, but I know what that's you're what saying. I'm saying. Like, we have to have this conversation as a fund, but um, yeah. Which totally makes sense. Like, And I, I would not assume your entire fund is going to be moonshots, but if you're looking for one, <laughs> I, I think we're pretty good. <laughs> we are shooting for the moon. Pick yeah. us. I have to go. Can I yeah, go? Yeah. Uh, I've, yeah. I've really bye, yeah. Lisa. I'm sorry. I'm so no, sorry. No, no, it's, it's good talking, yeah. Okay, bye. <laughs> I, I entirely understand. Like, I... I am also taking a, a risk on myself. Like, I could be anywhere else doing whatever, but the, like, this is worth betting my career on. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 
I think uh, I think we want to invest in this. I think we want to invest in you. would be happy to have you. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. 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 Thank you. Lisa, you're back? Yes. I don't know. I tried to get into the meeting. No one's there. And this was more exciting. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, uh, it sounds like we're investing in WIST. So Are we? That's you exciting. decided we should yeah. as well? <laughs> Yay! <laughs> do you also want to do a syndicate that lets listeners invest? Yeah, I, I would be done. Awesome. 100000 on the syndicate. See if we can fill that out. Yeah, yeah, I think that sounds good. All right. Well, sweet, yeah. Andrew, we're really excited to be on board with WIST. I'm also excited. Thinking about the future of this, so f***ing cool. <laughs> we'll bleep it. Yeah. We'll bleep yeah. the host. It's fine. <laughs> he needs to get his words under control. Huh. So that's what it's like to make an investment decision on the spot. And if you want to make the same decision, after some due diligence of your own, of course, go to pitch.show slash wist. You get the gist. For Pitch Plus members this week, we published the full call with Cyan Bannister. Her fund, Long Journey, is really different. For one, they have nine partners. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. We may or may not have invited Cyan to join us at the Pitch Miami. Next week on The Pitch, there's something lurking in your shower curtain. It's covered in what's called a DWR, durable water resistant, which is made of a PFA, which is a highly carcinogenic forever chemical. So you're telling me I'm going to get cancer? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's possible, Al. We'll see you next week in The Pitch Room. Applications are open for next season of The Pitch. We're going to be in Miami in January. 18 startups will pitch the investors on our show. So if you or someone you know is raising pre-seed or seed, go apply at pitch.show slash apply. Even if you've applied before, apply again. See you in Miami in January. This episode was made by me, Josh Muccio, Lisa Muccio, Carrie Ann Thomas, Anna Ladd, and Enoch Kim, with casting help from Peter Liu. Music in today's show is from Anders, Bass Collector, VR Troubadours, Astronaut Club, Breakmaster Cylinder, and The Muse Maker. Thank you so much for listening to the show. If you're enjoying the podcast, we've actually set up a quick shortcut to make it easy to share the pitch with a friend. It's pitch.show slash text. Try it out, pitch.show slash text. And if you want to support the show, subscribe to Pitch Plus. You can listen to the entire catalog ad-free, and you'll also get occasional bonus content. Just go to pitch.show slash plus to learn more. The Pitch is made in partnership with the Vox Media Podcast Network. The Pitch, Inc. and their respective employees and affiliates do not provide investment advice or make investment recommendations. The information provided on this show should not be used as the basis for making investment decisions. 
Listeners should conduct their own research and consult with their own investment advisors before making any investment decisions. This episode of The Pitch is brought to you exclusively by State Farm. If you're a small business owner, you know that it isn't just your business, it's your life. And whatever your business might be, you want someone who understands. That's where State Farm Small Business Insurance comes in. State Farm agents are small business owners themselves, living and working in your community. That means they know what it takes to help you personalize your policies for your small business needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today.